0: Tap the banner to go to monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Sometimes your toys want to play with you. This world is a strange one. You hear about haunted houses, haunted forests, and sometimes even a haunted car or two. But what happens when that old stuffed bear in your room or the china doll in your grandma's cabinet Moves when no one is watching. When you wake up in the middle of the night with weird scratches on your arms and legs. Enjoy these allegedly true stories of haunted and creepy toys. But first, I'd love to read your story in a future video. At the moment, I'm looking for creepy clone stories and scary camping stories. Also, if you want hours of more stories, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash darkness Now... I'm sure there's a stuffed critter out there that's dying to cuddle with you. Just ignore those sharp, bloody teeth. Number one, the monkey was watching us. Submitted by Rupert. This story is about an experience I had back when I was 12 years old I can't think of a solid explanation for the following events, which is one of the reasons why I'm posting it here. I think maybe if I got some fresh opinions on it, then maybe that could give me a bit of closure. This unsettling series of events occurred during October of 2012, when my cousin and I went to stay with our grandparents. These grandparents live out in the middle of nowhere in a remote area of the Welsh countryside in the UK. My cousin and I are from Birmingham, so it was a huge change of scene for us. Where they live, there is no street lights, no rushing traffic, just my grandparents' cottage in a vast expanse of moors and hills. Our first impressions of it were that it was peaceful and beautiful. If you stopped to listen to the surroundings, you would hear almost pristine silence, apart from the occasional groan of a deer honestly my cousin and i had never been somewhere so off the grid nonetheless we were very excited and optimistic about the week ahead of us there was no internet at my grandparents but being 12 years old this didn't sway my brother and i that much we were imaginative kids and we could always keep ourselves occupied my cousin let's call him will was 11 at the time so he didn't care much about the internet either Anyway, after being welcomed by my grandparents, who have Welsh accents so strong we struggle to understand them sometimes, my mom and dad left us. Now, my grandparents aren't very old, both are in their early 60s, which is why they're still able to live out here in the wilderness by themselves. They have this old Toyota Helix, which they used for traveling to the nearest town for shopping and stuff like that. The whole setting of the place seemed to be great to me, It was very down home and country. I was looking forward to doing things like fishing and hiking, all of which we never really got much of a chance to do since as I said, we lived in a city where there isn't really much outdoor oriented things to do. Our grandparents gave us a tour of the cottage. It had two bedrooms, a fairly large kitchen, a bathroom and a living room. The atmosphere in the cottage seemed warm and cozy. My granddad showed us into our bedroom that we were to share. It was pretty nice. Two single beds and a wardrobe for clothes. My eyes wandered up to the shelf on the other side of the room to the beds, and I gasped when I saw it. Sitting on that shelf, there was an old fashioned symbol monkey. The kind from the 1970s that have the striped trousers, yellow vest, and creepy looking teeth and eyes that seemed to literally peer into your soul. My granddad noticed my reaction to this toy, and he chuckled. Yeah, Charlie tends to stare a lot, he said to me with a grin on his face, especially if he hasn't met you before. He finds new people very interesting. This didn't help at all. This creeped Will and I out very much. Will looked slightly more unsettled than I did when he asked in a stammering voice, why does he find new people interesting? My granddad's grin widened, obviously being overjoyed to have someone to tease, and he replied, because he thinks that maybe the new people will play with him at night. He gets so, so lonely sitting up there all by himself. Then my grandma walked in behind him and scolded him for trying to scare us. The boys are here for just a week of peace and quiet. Not a week of you trying to scare the bejesus out of them with that silly monkey. She could see that my cousin had been successfully freaked out, so she smiled and said, don't worry, Will, your granddad is just joking. Granddad nodded, but went on. It's okay, I've told Charlie there that he's to be on his best behavior this week. Now, for a 12-year-old, I was quite hard to scare, but that dang monkey had me well and truly creeped out thanks to granddad. We spent the rest of the day learning to fly fish in the river that flowed behind the house. The day was great, so great that the creepy monkey in our bedroom left my mind for a while. At around 10 o'clock that night, it was time for us to go to bed after a long, fun day. It was total darkness outside at this point, so the only source of light in Will and I's bedroom was the lamp that sat on a cabinet in between our beds. I was just about to turn that light off when will stopped me w- w- what about charlie he pointed to the symbol monkey that was eerily staring in our direction i sighed but i knew he found the monkey way more freaky than i did so i got up went over to charlie and turned it around to face the wall i turned back to will there he can't see us happy now he nodded slowly so i climbed back into bed and turned off the light Besides, it was too dark to even see the monkey on the shelf anyway. After a while, I drifted off. The next morning, I woke to Will shaking me. What do you want? I asked groggily. Did did you move the monkey last night? He demanded. I was confused. I looked over at the monkey and to my surprise, it was staring right at me. To make things worse, it had also been moved further along the shelf towards me. Will seemed genuinely scared by it, so it most likely wasn't him. Plus, Will can't reach the shelf by himself. My granddad also denied having anything to do with it, but I'm not sure how truthful he was being. I'll just move it into the living room for now if he scares you guys too much. He frowned when he said that, which made me think he was actually being honest. On top of all this, the door to our room is very, very creaky and I'm a light sleeper, so surely if someone walked in, I would have woken up. We spent that day hiking and again enjoying ourselves. It took our minds off the monkey again for a while, and then it was time for bed. But tonight, Grandpa moved the monkey to the living room like he said he would. It was placed on the bookshelf, so it was facing the wall. Will felt more at ease now that it wasn't in our room and exhausted after another good day. We were soon fast asleep. I awoke suddenly during the night after hearing what sounded like a bang. Immediately, I checked my watch. It was one in the morning. After straining my hearing for a while, I decided that it was nothing and began to drift back to sleep when the noise came again, just as loud as before. A cold chill washed over my body. When I recognized what that sound was, the sound of tiny little cymbals clashing together. I was creeped out now, but also very curious. I got up, slowly creaked open the bedroom door, and walked over to the living room. This room was pitch black, and I fumbled for the light switch. Eventually, I found it and was about to flick it on when the symbols began to clash repeatedly. That was too much for me and immediately I ran to my grandparents' room to wake them up and explain what had happened. I should note here that both my grandpa and grandma were in bed at this time. No one, and I mean no one, was up and around in the house. My granddad went through and turned the light on, and sure enough, the monkey was sitting on the shelf, but it had turned around again, and it was facing the entrance to the living room. Its mouth was wide open, and its eyes were intently staring just as they always had. My granddad sat and examined the monkey. I walked over to him. My heart rate slowly settled down, and I was waiting for him to explain how he had pulled off the prank. But he didn't. He looked pale. He looked confused. So as a child, looking for words of security, I asked him what was wrong, and he looked at me with a serious expression. Are you certain what you heard was the monkey? He asked me, it was the only thing in the room that could have made that sound. So I replied, yeah, I'm sure. Why do you ask? I mean, it was you who made it do that, right? You were just teasing us. My granddad shook his head and showed me the monkey's battery compartment. What I saw horrified me. Inside, there were no batteries and the springs that would have held batteries were rusted and some of the parts inside were missing entirely. Now, I was scared, but it couldn't have been anything else. I I know what I heard, I said to him. My granddad continued to look more unsettled by the second. I don't know what to think. If what you say is true and you did hear symbols clashing, then I can't explain it. Did Will hear anything? Will had slept right through it, so I shook my head. No, he's still asleep. My granddad nodded, then knelt down to my level and said, "'Promise me you won't mention this to Will. "'Knowing him, it will frighten him from here on out. "'I'm going to put Charlie here away in the shed. "'So go back to your room and try to get some sleep, okay? "'And remember, don't say a word.'" The way he was so serious, so calm yet scared, it was the most horrifying part about this whole experience, there was nothing else i could do so i went back to bed but i didn't sleep at all after that there were no more incidents involving the symbol monkey my granddad had put it right to the back of the shed and inside a locked wooden box i ended up enjoying the rest of the week well enough but that incident had stayed in my mind ever since i've never been able to get it completely off my mind i mean charlie shouldn't have been able to move and I can't explain how it did. Grandpa can't explain how it did. What really creeps me out is that on the first night, when I had it turned around, it turned back to face me. Not Will, me. And as far as I know, Charlie is still in the back of my granddad's shed. I've never talked about this experience with anyone apart from granddad, as it just sounds crazy. And honestly... Part of me wishes granddad didn't hide Charlie away, but instead would have destroyed him. So long as it's out there, it'll always creep me out. Number two, scary experience with a toy rattlesnake. Submitted by Jacqueline O. A few years ago, my family took a short holiday to a city in Asia we'd never been before. I don't exactly remember the name. I have two sisters, and the youngest one has always been a little distant and timid. At the time of this story, she was about seven years old. On the first day of our holiday, we visited several shops selling handcrafted souvenirs, including small toys, keychains, and jewelry all of which had been made by the local indigenous people. I wasn't feeling too well that day, so I stayed outside at most of the shops we visited. At one of the last shops we visited, my youngest sister exited after a long time spent browsing inside, and she told my parents she'd seen something that she wanted very badly. She described it to be a cute snake toy that was made out of wood. My dad doesn't like spending money on unnecessary things, so he dragged her away from the shop after much persuasion and a weak promise that he would buy it for her before we went home. For the rest of the week-long holiday, my sister would not stop talking about this wooden snake toy. Day and night, she reminded us of how cute it looked and how my dad said he'd buy it for her. It drove us all crazy. And soon, my parents finally gave in and agreed to purchase it, thinking it's just one of those little kid whims. On the last day, we went back to the shop and my dad went in alone to buy this toy. He came out carrying a cheap pink plastic bag that had an ominous mass inside it. He handed the bag to my overjoyed sister who was sitting in the back seat of our rented car next to me and my other sister. We watched as she reached into the bag and pulled out this horrible wooden thing. It was much longer than I'd expected, carved skillfully out of glossy light brown wood, and its body was separated into small sections, sort of like a centipede. So even though it was wood, it could curl around and pose realistically. Right away, I felt repulsed, and my eyes followed the snake's body from the tail up to its head. I couldn't see its face, but I could see the top of its body, It looked like that of a king cobra. There was even a large red dot painted right on the part that spreads out like a cape near its head. At that moment, the only thing I could think about was how horrifyingly realistic it looked. My mother turned to get a look at the snake toy herself, and she screamed. She began yelling at my dad, asking him why he would ever buy something like that. She exclaimed that she had no idea it looked so real, and it looked horrible. My other sister and I were suddenly gripped with fear and began yelling too, and it felt like a dark and malevolent presence was now suddenly in the car with us. Meanwhile, my youngest sister was still holding the snake, seemingly mesmerized by it and oblivious to the commotion around her. Now, we were actually due to head to the airport for our flight home in a few hours, but my mom ordered my dad to take us straight to the airport. Once we were there, she grabbed the snake forcefully from my sister's hands, despite her angry protests, and stuffed it back into her plastic bag it had come in. She then ran over to one of the empty luggage trolleys, and I remember how she threw it into the trolley's metal basket with such force and hatred that a chill ran through me. We all argued with each other the entire way home, still talking about that snake, my mom blaming my dad for buying that thing. And more noticeably, For the next few months, there was a significant change in my younger sister's behavior. She began acting very strange, talking less and less. She would keep blinking her eyes hard and repeatedly for minutes at a time. She would stare into space in silence and she'd be very unresponsive to everyone around her, even to her own family. She looked absolutely traumatized and soon my sister began to claw her arms in her sleep I remember how horrified everyone was when she woke up one morning with blood dripping down her forearms. All of us were so scared. But luckily, after throwing the snake away, my sister eventually came out of it. My mother told me that she thought that the snake had some sort of negative presence attached to it, and I believed her. Before this, my sister had always been sweet and innocent, and I think that ordinarily, she would never want something like that toy snake. In no way whatsoever was it cute, yet I remember her going on and on about how cute it was. I know my sister, and I know this wouldn't have been cute to her. Whatever was in that snake, it must have attached itself to her. It must have influenced her to make her want to buy it or something. I'll never forget that incident, and I don't think my sister will either. A chill runs through me now as I recall the whole experience, as I recall how scared I felt when I saw that snake and the strange spell it put on my sister. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. Do you believe in monsters? And given the chance, would you be brave enough to track one down on your own? In June's Journey, people are the true monsters, and you can live the story yourself rather than sitting back and listening to one. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. It doesn't demand too much time and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues can you crack the case download june's journey for free today on ios and android hey drew scott here and i'm jonathan scott reminding you that life's better with a home policy from american family insurance they can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, This experience happened to me about two years ago over one summer. It was just a few weeks after school ended. My brother got an odd job from his friend to help him clean out an old house, a house that belonged to his grandma. My brother asked if I wanted to come along as they were going to go to a gas station afterwards to get soda and candy. Of course, I wanted soda and candy. It's what any kid would want. So I decided to tag along. The house itself was a little ways out of town, so there wasn't many other houses around. I think the closest one was a half mile away. When we did arrive, we were told by my brother's friend's dad that he wanted us to clean the back room. He gave us some trash bags and said that if there was anything we wanted in the room, we could just take it. We walked into the room, and the first thing that we noticed was the big cleared out space, ripped wallpaper, and a very odd and pungent smell. smell. I brushed off the smell as just being part of the old house since it was pretty shabby and beaten up. This room seemed to be a children's room. There were toys in each of the piles and there was even a miniature-sized couch. All of the stuff in the room had been pushed into the corners. We didn't think much of it since it made moving around a lot easier. We began to work on the piles. We found all sorts of stuff in those piles, broken toys, books, general trash, and even some AA batteries that were still new. But one of those piles had something else. My brother's friend found a copy of the Bible on top of one of the piles. This friend was kind of a jerk, so he decided to kick the Bible across the room. I don't know why exactly he did that. The Bible hit the floor, and then there was silence. And just a moment later, we all heard a voice say, Bon voyage. We all freaked out for a moment. My brother's friend approached the pile and lifted some stuff off of it. We found an old sing toy. They were stuffed animal toys that sung songs. We all laughed for a moment, but that moment passed quickly. My brother's friend picked up and turned over the toy. The battery panel was gone. There was a bit of plastic of it stuck to the screw that was still in. It was as if the panel had been torn off. He looked confused for a moment. The way he was holding the toy left one of his fingers in the thing's mouth. The next thing we knew, he screams and there's blood coming from his finger. He yells at us, that thing bit me. He throws the thing down on the pile of trash and we all backed up against the opposite side of the room. When the toy landed, it let out this pre-recorded children's laugh. But as the sound played, it sounded like the batteries were running out. As the laughter grew slower by the second, until it just faded. All of us were officially freaked out at this point. We didn't know what had just happened. All we knew for sure was we were done. Luckily, the sun was setting, and that meant we were going to get going soon anyway. When we were leaving the house, I was the last out. Before I closed the front door, I heard a voice from the back room say, Bon voyage. My brother's friend's dad took us to a local gas station. I remember getting the largest size fountain drink cup of Big Red. It's also what my brother's friend got. My brother and I got a ride home afterwards. I didn't get much sleep that night. I stayed up thinking about that toy. What would have happened if I was the one to pick it up? Would it have hurt me? And what would have happened if we brought it home? I still think about what happened at that house every now and then and I think I've pieced together everything about that room. Perhaps the clearing and sorting of everything into piles was a ritual of some sort. Maybe that's how the toy became haunted, or maybe the ritual was to exercise whatever was in the toy. Someone apparently did try to take the batteries out, only to rip the plastic cover from the battery case, yet the batteries remained. This is all speculation but it would explain why there was a Bible oddly stuck onto the pile where the toy was. Then again, we could be overthinking it. It could all be a coincidence. The friend picking up the toy, accidentally cutting himself, and the toy still speaking as its batteries died slowly. Whether or not this truly was paranormal, it's definitely still creepy. I just hope someone finds that thing and burns it, before it makes its way to someone else's house. Number four, my plush toys are moving, submitted by George S. I live in Hungary, Budapest, and I live with my mother in a two-room apartment. My hobby is dancing, so I wreck some stuff here and there because my room is pretty small. But coming back from school one day, my stuffed animals were dislocated. I was sure I hadn't knocked them over. I would have noticed if I did, and they always sit in a row. But on this occasion, one of the plushies was in front of the balcony door, sitting like it was looking out the window, watching. But that was only the start. Before leaving for school, I made sure that all my stuffed animals were in order, sitting in the aforementioned row. But over the next two days, every time I came home, they were always dislocated. One time, one of them was on my bed, facing my bedroom door, and the other was still in front of the balcony door, again, as if it was peeking out the window. This kept happening for a while, and I didn't know how to explain it. I didn't know what was going on, I confronted my mom about it one evening, and she said that she doesn't go into my room while I'm at school unless I have dirty clothes in there, and usually I'm good about picking up my own clothes. One day, I decided to test what was going on, so I took one of the stuffed animals, and I hid it under my bed, where the weight of the mattresses almost squished it. It wasn't noticeable. The only way you'd find the stuffed animal would be if I told you where it was. Then I went on to school, trying to take my mind off of this situation. But when I came home, it was far creepier than I ever expected. Stuffed animals were all over the place. Some were scattered across my bed. Others were inside the closet door, which I kept shut. And there was even one hanging on top of the door. And I think what scares me most of all is the one that I hid under the bed. When I went and checked on it, I found that some of the cloth there of the mattresses was torn and shredded, and there were shreds leading to the balcony door. And that same stuffed animal, the one that I would find dislocated and staring out the balcony door window, it was now outside on the balcony with the balcony door closed, and it was staring in at me. I was panicking at this point and unsure what was happening or what I could do about it. And unfortunately, I thought that my only option was to get rid of them. So my mother helped me put the stuffed animals in a trash bag, and we threw them all out. Luckily, nothing strange like that has happened again, but you better believe that this story still haunts the darkest reaches of my mind. And number five, The Toy Doll of My Nightmares, submitted by Alex M., At the time of this story, I was around the age of seven or eight. My brother and I, every summer, would stay at my grandparents' house in Orlando, Florida. It was always fun, and every time without fail, once it was time to leave, I would hate it. I didn't want to go back to my home state of Georgia, but after this event, it made me want to leave that house as soon as possible and to stay away for some time. It was probably on our second or third night in Orlando, and as per usual, my grandma sent me and my brother to bed at about 9.30. Now, for some reason, I was always forced to sleep in my mother's old room, which, to be honest, always creeped me out a little. The reason behind that was all the stuffed animals littered around the room. They always seemed to be watching me. Plus, I would hear odd noises from the closet every once in a while, noises I tried to ignore. This night, however, was worse because I noticed a new face in the room with me. It was the face of a doll I hadn't seen before. It was a girl doll, of course, clothed in a blue dress, sitting on a swing which was attached to the ceiling. This was weird because I didn't remember that doll and I thought I would have seen this one as it was more unique than the ones around it. Just the sight of this new friend in our room made a chill run down my spine. So at that point, I was laying in my bed, just staring at the doll wishing nothing would happen. Let's just say I wouldn't be recounting this story if nothing really did happen. Some people may assume that what happened next was my imagination gone wild, but I would fearfully disagree. As I was staring at the still as a statue doll, all of a sudden, the swing it was sitting on began to sway back and forth. The doll itself wasn't moving, but the swing which the doll was on began to actually swing. Now, I know there wasn't any air vents in the house near the doll, and it didn't feel like there was a draft. I remember clear as day, being petrified with fear, and I could feel every hair on my body stand up. All I could do was stare for what seemed like forever, at this creepy doll swaying back and forth and watching me from its swing. But then, all of a sudden, it stopped, as if all the momentum from the swing had just vanished. Now, just like before, it was all still. I continued to stare at the doll, though, because I was far too afraid to let my guard down for even a second. Then, the worst of it happened. While I'm staring at this evil-looking doll, I swear, I see both eyes blink, not once, but twice. Anyway, after I saw that, I broke out of my frozen trance and bolted out of the room, crying. I met my grandparents near their room, trying to explain to them in my panic what had exactly happened. I don't remember much of what happened after that. All I do know is that I begged and pleaded for my grandparents to dispose of it, At first, they were irritated and didn't want to, but I guess they realized I just wouldn't let up. My last glance at the doll was when my grandfather was carrying it to the garage. The thing's once blue eyes seemed to have changed to a shallow shade of gray. I like to believe that that monster went to the dump, but I have a feeling that that was not the case because every time I was at my grandparents' house before they moved to Georgia to be closer to my family, I seemed to feel that my nightmare was still in the room with me, angry that I tried to have it put away. Toys are meant to be fun things that keep children preoccupied. Some of them even help kids feel safe when they lie in bed at night. But there are spirits out there that want to hurt and torment people. I guess that makes sense hiding inside a cute fluffy vessel will help them get closer to you and your children. I never thought I'd say this, but watch out for those vicious teddy bears. Good night. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed the video. And don't forget to send us your doppelganger or creepy clone stories, or your scary camping story soon at darknessprevails.org. And finally, A huge thanks goes out to all my newest patrons, my amazing patrons. They are Clayton Hall and Ben Jennings. Thank you both so much, and continue to be creepy and stay safe. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime.